Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host, and in today's Monday Motivation episode, I'm going to read from 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest. I have read from the book The Mountain is You by Brianna Wiest before, but this one is a an older one, and I'll, albeit just as good. <laughs> before I get into it, though, if you enjoy this podcast, please do me a favor Give me a rating or review, share it on your social media. It is one of the best ways to support me. The first quote is the following. If you want to master your life, you have to learn to organize your feelings. By becoming aware of them, you can trace them back to the thought process that prompted them. And from there, you can decide whether or not the idea is an actual threat or concern or a fabrication of your reptilian mind just trying to keep you alive. This is one of the best ways that we can merge or become the person that we truly want to be by differentiating our reptilian mind and our instincts, in many cases, from what we actually want to do. Because our first initial reaction that we tend to to want to do or that our body wants us to do often is the wrong one, whether it is in, in, in an argument with someone, whether it is in regards to the food that we're craving, whether it is when we're waking up in the morning, or simply when we're hearing certain noises or have had a fight with, with, with someone and afterwards we're like all wound up and we're just wanting to soothe with whatever it is or thinking, oh, screw my routine, I'm going to um, soothe with something else. And then you're like, hang on. Is this just my, I guess, habits and programming and automation that's wanting me to do so? Or do I have the opportunity here to truly change something and to truly become the person that's in control of this physical body of mine? Quote number two. Everything is hard in some way. It's hard to be in the wrong relationship. It's hard to be in the right one. It's hard to be broken, miserable. It's hard to achieve your dreams. It's hard to be stuck in the middle, not really feeling anything at all. And it's everything is hard, but you choose your heart. You choose what's worth it. You don't choose whether or not you'll suffer, but you do choose what you want to suffer for. I've heard this concept many times before. And if we think about it, the poor man suffers from stressing about where food is going to come from, where, where or how he can um, pay for his rent and secure a roof over his head. And the millionaire might be suffering from very different things like the pressure of um, keeping his employees afloat and keeping uh, the company going because it's hard once you've achieved success to maintain it is way even harder, especially for a long period of time. Uh, he probably has some other things to deal with, maybe anxiety around, you know, money fluctuations, or he possibly has so many properties that he doesn't even know how to um, take care of all of them, etc. So it really is a question of what do we want to suffer for? Of course, there are various forms, like some of these sufferings are going back to our like very primitive needs and others are more like luxury sufferings. But nonetheless, we all suffer in one way, shape or form. So my opinion here is that we might as well 
want to suffer for something that's in alignment with what we want to leave as our legacy and who we want to show up here in this world, what we want to impact. So essentially, of course, the people for the people that we love, we want to suffer, but not in the sense of, oh, I'm sacrificing myself and my dreams for these, these people, because in the end, they're only going to be really happy if you're happy also, at least the quote-unquote good people in your life. <laughs> so choose your suffering, choose your suffering between, oh, okay, right now I want to have this chocolate or um, so, but then later I have to suffer by, you know, making up with a teeny tiny dinner or I don't really want to work out right now. Maybe you want to choose that suffering after all because later, later, later in a few years' time, um, your health is going to be poor or even a, in a few weeks, months' time, your weight is not where you want it to be. So choose your suffering wisely. Last quote from this book. Your impermanence is a thing you should meditate on every day. There is nothing more sobering, nor scary, nor a faster way to cut the negative bullshit than to remember that you do not have forever. What defines your life when it's all said and done is how much you influence other people's lives, oftentimes just through your daily interactions and the courage with which you live your own. That's what people remember. That's what you will be known for when you're no longer around to define yourself. Again, I've spoken about this concept before, mostly when referring back to Marcus Aurelius or Ryan Holiday or just any other Stoic, where memory mortem, I believe, memoriment, I, I, I apologize, I do not remember the Latin quote right now, but essentially remember your death. That's what we should be thinking about every single day. And they even encourage us to um, meditate on other people's death so that we don't get so caught by surprise or attached to certain things um, if we are not keeping ourselves aware of the impermanence of everything. And I think that, that really like we should really 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 do that every single day especially in the morning because it makes us appreciate the happy moments so much more and it makes the negative moments seem so much more indifferent or so meaningless because we're like okay and and I've said this before also like it's so hard to find that fine line between living in the moment and living for the future because of course we still want to create a nice future it's not like oh okay cool well Lisa said, meditate on your death every single day. So I'm just going to throw out the money and live my best life for this next year or so because I might not have two years after all. <laughs> so the three lessons from 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weiss is number one. If we want to master our lives, we have to insert a pause after or before the reaction that our automatic programming wants us to carry out when there is some threat or concern or just in most situations really where we're like, hang on, is this actually what I want to be doing? Number two, everything in life is hard. Every person has some sort of struggles. Choose your struggle wisely. In my opinion, you might as well struggle for something that gives meaning and purpose to you and your life and makes your life worth it. Number three, Impermanence is a thing you should meditate on every single day. Your own impermanence, people's impermanence, 
the impermanence of situations, of the items that you own. Everything is impermanent. Change is the only constant and death is the only thing that's certain. Thank you so much for listening. I hope your week is off to a good start and I will talk to you on Friday. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.